0: it's time for jt the brick
1: i am jt the brick focused black hole getting in there ready to rock i got my a game i've been there with the raider nation in the black hole i've been in this rivalry i've seen it in my 24 years here it's a do or die game can't let them win in vegas protect the house Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a Ph.D. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show, Thank you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis. The history of the Raiders. They were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 Angry Men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are. Raider Nation, simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now, that's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. I'm live at the Strat, right here on the Strip, inside the William Hill Sportsbook, as we kick off the beginning of March Madness here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. and on the Raiders mobile app. Good to be in a sportsbook again, as uh, crowds are going to start building here. In the next few days in Las Vegas as March Madness kicks off. This is one of our longest and greatest partnerships here with Golden Entertainment. They own the Strat. They have their flagship PTs right here as you come through the lobby. And it looks great. I got one of my buddies who's in town for March Madness. And he cannot believe the way the Strat looks. The way it used to look in the past before it was bought by Golden Entertainment. So the top of the world at the top. All the rides at the top. Great location. Right out front here. The sun's coming out. There are people checking in. And if you get a chance in the next two hours, come on down to the Strat. We'll be here until about 3 o'clock. Beverages will be flowing, and we're excited to be here. Again, thanks to Golden Entertainment and the Strat for the opportunity to be here inside the William Hill Sportsbook as we get ready for March Madness. And there's just a lot going on for March Madness. I don't know. Pick your spot. We got a lot of good partners around that will have great sportsbooks. But this one here is new. It's updated, it's clean, there's good people here, there's good people behind the counter, and they're booking bets because the fraternal order of the Menekaki pants are on their way here, man, and they want to bet and they wanna eat and they wanna drink and they wanna do it all and that's what Las Vegas is all about. Earlier today on Facebook at JT the Brick, I have Facebook J T the Brick and then I have Facebook for my friends and family where my nieces post pictures of them at college, which I keep all the trolls out and no one's allowed in. But on JT the Brick today on Facebook, when I got up this morning, I put up there as a statement that I am an unlicensed, I'm unlicensed therapist for sports fans. And this week, man, what t- it feels like it's Sunday. It's only Wednesday. I feel like I should get a therapy fee for what I've had to deal with this week. And again, the longer I do this, I think I'm getting better at it because I think I've calmed down even more. You know, if I calm down, then fans say I'm a shill and, I, and I'm, I'm there for the GM and I'm protecting him. If I say what I always think and I'm honest about some of the trades I liked and didn't like, then fans criticize that, and it's all part of the business and it's fine. But what happens this week is Raider Nation in general won't let this GM go to work and do his job. They just won't let him do it. They won't let him do what he believes is right for the team short-term and long-term. There's not even an opportunity to take a breath and say, you know, Darren Waller's not available. He played in 20 or 32 games. The last two years, he had a combined five touchdowns. You can't even have a conversation with some people on why that contract was moved. And then people don't like it was a third rounder because they wanted a second rounder from Green Bay the year before. Well, that just would have pissed off fans a year earlier because Waller would have been gone to Green Bay. And maybe Aaron Rodgers would have stayed in Green Bay if Waller got there. So everybody's all over the ice that 's the term I like to use. You go out and you get a linebacker that could have some upside here in Robert Spillane. You go out and get Epps at safety, who, by the way, is going to be a starter. He started in the Super Bowl. He's going to start at safety here. People don't know him, but they just want to criticize, and that's part of the job here. I've been looking back at what's happened so far this week. What I'd like to see happen here in the next 24 to 48 hours is the Raiders to get one more defensive player. That's my wish list. Uh, There's too many to name. There's free agents there. I think the top-tier guys are pretty much gone. But middle-tier players, which I'll get to throughout the show, if the Raiders were able to go out, I believe, and get a corner. If they were able to get a corner or they were able to get a linebacker to add to the linebacker they brought in, I'd be good. But what I've changed with this week, and it's not a drastic change, is that I think now the pressure on the Raiders is to go balls out in the draft. And I think that'll be the show today, other than the March Madness that we have that we're going to mix in here, is that you've got to give Dave Ziegler made it clear when he came here in his first press conference. He's made it clear to me in exclusive interviews, and he's made it clear at the Combine that he's all in on the draft. We all get that, right? He's a draft guy looking to have draft equity. Last year, the first and second round pick went for Devontae. I think most of the Raider Nation thought that was a good deal. I think they do at least. Now we're at the point where Dave Ziegler's loaded. He's got fresh powder. He has the ability to go big in the draft. We found out through a couple of sources that are out there via The Athletic that the Raiders were in on trading up to number one to get their quarterback. But maybe the deal got too rich. And I don't think Dave Ziggler likes rich deals. I don't think he wants to do that at this state of the Raider Nation. I don't think he wants to go crazy. Aaron Rodgers is the perfect example about that. As much as I like Aaron Rodgers... I always knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a financial fit for the organization at all at $60 million. Look at what he's doing to the Jets. I'll get to that momentarily. So that was kind of me having fun and having a wish list and loving the fact if there was any chance to get the great Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson because I'm in the business of winning and for you to win, so those guys just help you win more. The more and more I look at Jimmy Garoppolo and the deal here and talking to, I went on a Bay Area radio show yesterday, and I went on a show yesterday in Chicago and they were pretty pro-Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, the host that I talked to, because they realized that the Raiders didn't have any better options. They didn't have Tom Brady, who retired. They didn't have a shot at Aaron Rodgers for the fee. They weren't going to put $200 million in escrow and sit out free agency for Lamar Jackson. So who was the best quarterback after that? It was obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and Dave Ziegler secured that at a discounted price. No Raider fan will debate. That that thirty two, thirty-three million guaranteed on what could be a three year deal is better than giving carr thirty eight to forty million in one year and the fact that they didn't want Carr in the building to be the quarterback anymore. So when you check off the quarterback, I want you to look at it a little bit different here. He's gonna have a press conference, I believe, tomorrow. Jimmy G is gonna meet the media. Everybody says he's a great teammate, he's a winner. He has two Super Bowl rings. He's been in the culture of this organization with Ziegler and obviously Josh McDaniels, and he seems to be a pretty good fit considering what the Raiders could have. Now you're seeing Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton as a backup. Everybody would have lost their mind here in Las Vegas if it was Jacoby Brissett. So I think everybody, after a couple of days, kind of liked the Jimmy Garoppolo deal. They don't love it. For those who have called my broadcast and said, well, it's a lateral move, With Derek Carr, I haven't fought you on that issue. I haven't sat there and said, oh, he's much better than Derek Carr. I said he's cheaper than Derek Carr, and he wins more than Derek Carr. He's got better stats in a lot of categories than Derek Carr. But you can debate that Derek's young, young and has this upside and can do all that. That doesn't matter. Your debate is over and closed. The coach and the GM did not want Derek Carr anymore. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. It's going to be their choice. They might get a great quarterback in the draft. Reports are they were willing to go up to number one. So they got Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think if I was sitting here at Wednesday at the Strat in their sports book, and we didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, oh my God, I'd need armed guards over here today. So Jimmy Garoppolo, the more I look at it, again, take my words out of context, cut and paste it, I think it's a lateral move with a little bit more upside because I think that he's going to be much better in the system than Derek Carr understanding what Josh McDaniels wants to do. Now let's see if he can execute it. The more and more I look at Jacoby Myers, knowing that Darren Waller was on the trade block and Hunter Renfro is probably or could be on the trade block too, that Jacoby Myers is a really good player. And I think the Raider Nation and the Raider fans are really going to like this move in a couple of weeks when they take a look at free agency and the wide receiver position and what the Raiders got there. Now, would Jacoby Myers be better with Darren Waller as the starting tight end, along with Hunter Renfro in one slot? Yeah, all of that would be great here, but that's not what's going to happen. Players are leaving, and the Raiders are trying to get out of contracts, even contracts that Dave Ziegler did. He extended Darren Waller. He's gone. He extended Derek Carr. Derek's gone. And he extended Hunter Renfro, and we'll find out about Hunter Renfro by the end of tomorrow or Friday. So that's where we stand on that. But Jacoby Myers is a hell of a hedge. That's a hell of a player that is going to help the Raiders compete, even if you don't think that the Raiders are trying to compete. So he's going to compete and be pretty good. Epps at safety. I went back and really looked at him and studied some tape that was sent to me. He can get in the box and tackle. He lines up well. He's a smart player. Now another hint to what the Raiders want to do. The Raiders want smarter and more explosive players. Epps didn't have any interceptions. That's a concern for me. But what the Raiders like about Epps is that he lines up in the right spot, he can stop the run, and he could be a guy that can play in a big game and make good decisions. Smarter and more explosive. Let me repeat that again. I'll just leave out explosive and say smarter. They're trying to find value in guys that they believe to fit their system better. Epps... Fits their system much better under Patrick Graham. That's why they got him early in free agency. He's a starting safety for this team. The Raiders have a starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo and a starting number two receiver on any team behind Devontae Adams in Jacoby Myers. They have the leading rusher in the NFL and one of the best left tackles in all of football. They have a Pro Bowl punter and a kicker. Okay, so I think I covered off on everything. Now the rest are holes to me. The offensive line's pretty good. I think the players that are going to be brought back are going to be only brought back for a reason. That Ziegler and Josh McDaniels think they can play, and that would be a good sign for them. Brandon Parker was re-signed coming off an injury play year where he didn't play at all. It seems like Andre James competed well at center. We know that Dylan Parham is an anchor to this offensive line going forward. He was selected as the Raiders' first pick last year in the third round. So we got core guys there, and the Raiders re-signed Jakob, the fullback, who is a beast and feel I feel like he can bench press the stratosphere. So they got the fullback, they got the running back, they got the left tackle, they got the quarterback, they got the one receiver, they got the two receivers, and a couple of more receivers who can play in this league. And I know they're going to go big on special teams because they love special teams with the players who make the roster and all that. So what the hell are we looking for today? We're looking for another linebacker. They just picked up one from Pittsburgh. And we're looking for another corner, if we can find a corner today. Darius Slay is gone from Philadelphia. I love that addition if the Raiders could get him. So the Raiders dipped their toe into free agency, and they didn't do a bad job. Now, they didn't overextend themselves and do a great job. So I don't think the Raiders killed it in free agency so far. But what they were able to do with the quarterback, the second wide receiver, and the new starting safety, one of the two, those are good signs for me. They're not great, but they're very important signs going forward. Now they got to be better. And now today we have our head on a swivel to see if they can get someone else. I would just like one corner or a linebacker today at the close of business or tomorrow, and then I'm good. Then that brings me to the draft. Now the pressure is going to go on Dave Ziegler to kill it in the draft. He has the number seven pick overall. I wouldn't go quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo now. you got Jimmy Garoppolo. If you had Jared Stidham, I'd go quarterback. I don't, need a, I don't need Jimmy Garoppolo before he gets here on his first day uh, after the draft to say, this guy's going to take my job and I'm going to be out of here. Then don't bring him in. We didn't need Jimmy Garoppolo if you want to go with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Throw away the season, which I don't want to do, and just build that quarterback quickly. If they do take a quarterback with the seventh pick, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo will not be here for three years. And it'll look more like a two-year deal to get that young quarterback better. Some of the defensive studs in the draft, the defensive tackles, the corners, and the linebackers and the players that can be available, the Raiders could stay there at number seven and get the best available defensive player, as I talked to Charles Woodson about it, or they can trade down from number seven into the 12s to 15 to still get the best defensive player available and maybe another second-round pick. So with all of that combined, there's a lot of good that's going to come out of the draft. I am going to be much more critical, and I will be, after the draft than I am after free agency here because I had an idea that free agency was going to be a little bit, not sloppy by any means, but a a little bit ugly for the Raider Nation because a lot of Raider fans are just not going to listen to anything and they're not going to agree with anything. So I knew that going into this week, and now I'm looking at this, trying to be glasses half full, with a good wide receiver, a very good quarterback, a starting safety, a linebacker who's either going to start or be in the early rotation, and then see what they can do today. That leads me to Aaron Rodgers, which is really the storyline in all of Sports Talk Radio today. He was on Pat McAfee just a few short hours ago or hour and a half ago. Here's what he said to Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show on YouTube.
2: At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday – uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, and I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to give. The Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They let let other people know that in direct words. Um, and because I still have that fire, and I, and I want to play, and I would like to play in New York. Uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting that done at this point.
1: Wow. He's a jet. He basically told Pat McAfee he's a jet. He said that Green Bay wants him out. I think that's his spin. Green Bay will have the opportunity to tell you what they want to do. But he basically, Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats, basically said that he's a jet. And what they're trying to do now is figure out the compensation, which I don't know why that's so hard. They probably want a second year out of him and figure out how to structure the contract. And then, as we all know, it's been leaked that Aaron Rodgers wants some more players before he comes here. He doesn't love what they have on the offensive side. He'd like to bring some friends with him, just like I bring friends out to March Madness. He wants to bring some friends here, which I think is pretty reckless and takes a lot of balls to do that, but he's going to do that. So that's the Aaron Rodgers update. It looks like he's going to be a Jet. Raider fans should appreciate that. He'll be in the AFC. He'll be in the conference here with the Raiders. The Raiders didn't get him, and he was available to move. Went to the Jets, not the Raiders. We're seeing how big of a diva he is right now. I don't think Josh McDaniels wants a diva. I know he doesn't. And Josh McDaniels and Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been a good fit. But the Jets now have a diva, and they're going to deal with that because they've had nothing. For a long period of time here's ian Rappaport from nfl network just about a short half hour ago ian Rappaport with the update on aaron Rodgers.
3: well first of all what aaron Rodgers did was essentially confirm that it's exactly where we thought that he wants to play for the jets the deal is not done the jets and the packers are negotiating a deal to try to get him to the jets something the packers have been open to i would say for for some time uh the deal probably will be done but it is not done yet and You know, Aaron Rodgers going through the timeline, guys, was fascinating because I know the Packers sought clarity, wanted clarity before he went into the darkness to hallucinate and do the whole thing from that awesome chess show on Netflix, whose name I forget. Um, They wanted to know, did he want to be there? Was he going to be there? Queen's Gambit, there you go, great show. Um, Was he going to be there? Were they going to have to move on? Was he going to retire? They had a lot of questions. He did not answer them. He went into the darkness, and I think he's probably right. In their heads, they said, you know what? If he wants to come back, okay, that's something we'll be okay with, but maybe moving on is best. And the fact that they have a ready-made replacement in Jordan Love, someone they like a lot, probably makes this a little bit easier. So they can move on from the $60 million, send that to New York, have Rodgers be the quarterback of the Jets and just reboot their franchise. I would say in a way that most people are dying to. This is actually a pretty good situation for the Packers. It just got a little messier than maybe they would wish But I guess breakups are always messy, so we should have expected it.
1: All right, so this is the breakup of Aaron Rodgers. I did a show last night on this topic. We're going to have Warren Moon coming up here. There's no quarterback who's ever played the game, ever. I'm talking ever, including Brady and Montana, that went through more difficult times in this league, not allowing him to play in the NFL than Warren Moon, and he proved them all wrong, right? So they didn't let Warren Moon play in this league because of racial issues. They had to go north because they didn't believe he was a quarterback, and he had he became one of the greatest quarterbacks of all, t- all time. Warren Moon on what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and the decisions coming up here. We'll get to that. Again, we are live from the Strat. Ticketed guests will watch the March Madness action from three large screens inside the Strat Theater. they got a great viewing party here. Doors open at 8 a.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, March 16th through the 18th, and will re- remain open Throughout the final game daily, and during the game, the guest will have access to incredible stadium food, a buffet here, which is going to be great, domestic beer, wine, non-alcoholic beverages all day, cash bar available for premium and other drinks, and throughout the day, guests can win a variety of items, including jerseys and other memorabilia. I'm looking at them set it up now. We got here a day before this because they want to help us. We want to get the word out for them. If you're looking for a viewing party, come here to the Strat as we open up the show. All right, Mike in Staten, Italy, on the gambling of March Madness and the Raiders and everything else. Start us off, Mikey.
4: Hey, JT. That, uh, I gained the utmost respect for Rodgers. He called out the media, people that are trying to get the scoop, Always oh, he's going to sign. He called out Chef, said lose his number. Uh, what, what I took from the, from the interview, JT, is that there were two teams into it. It was the Raiders and it was the Jets. Obviously, he made the decision to go with the Jets, I love it. He said he made the decision last Friday. Me being a Jet fan, I haven't seen the playoffs, you know, in 13, 14 years. So I absolutely love it, JT. He a little little crazy with his thoughts, but as long as he can throw a football uh, and that last year was just an overlay and he can go back to his MVP form, uh, I love it. He called out everybody. He, He absolutely said he did not give a list of players that he wanted to play with before he'd come. That's a lie," he said. "Did they ask me about players and, and, and people? And if he if he knows them, he said about 23 free agents. He talked to them about today, and he gave uh thing. And he said with the signing the signing of Lazard, he said it's great worth that. He says great guy. So uh, again, with the the internet and the media, you deal with it all the time. You're my therapist. The Jets today are, are much better situation when they were 24 hours ago. Providing that the uh, they get this deal done, I'm gonna see a I'm gonna see a playoff game. I'm also gonna see my Jets in in Vegas this year. You're gonna swear you're in New York because that's how many Jet fans are gonna be in Las Vegas for that time. JT, you gotta go over to PT's Wings and Sports there. Get the Weston double burger with a short rib cheese fry. Have a great one, Gene. Yeah,
1: they're going to feed us good over here. The Strat, come on out to the Strat. They have their flagship PTs here. Come on out and see us out here. Look, whoever got Aaron Rodgers is going to be significantly better, no doubt about it. The Jets are going to mortgage the franchise. When we see what this deal looks like and what the Jets are giving up, that's why this deal has been delayed. They're assuming his contract, and then the Jets are going to give up a lot, and we're going to find out what the draft equity is. I'll bring that back to Darren Waller. The Raiders wanted to move Darren Waller's contract. Okay, the draft pick is important. They got a third, the 100 pick overall. They weren't getting a first. So what are Raider fans upset about? They're upset they didn't get a second-round pick. They're upset that Waller isn't here, which I'm disappointed. Love Darren Waller. Healthy in this offense? Are you kidding me? Love him. But they moved on from that contract, and I would assume the Raiders are going to answer this in the draft because they are saying that this is the best tight end draft in eight to ten years. So the Raiders will get a tight end in this draft. He just won't be Darren Waller. And he might be Darren Waller, but it will take three or four years for the kid to get there. But the Raiders will get a tight end coming up here in the draft, most likely. And, again, uh, if you didn't hear the show yesterday, I praise Darren Waller for what he did in the community, just like I did Derek Carr. I like community guys. I like guys who, when they're not working, they're out there in the community trying to save lives and help other people. Tip of the cap to Darren Waller. He wasn't available the last two years. He didn't play a lot. He was hurt a lot. And the way these gentlemen evaluate you now, if you're not available to play, you will not be a Las Vegas Raider. If you are not available to play, you will not be a Las Vegas Raider. Okay? That's all I'm telling you. You knew that ahead of time. Everybody's losing their mind on all this. Just check out games played, games started, and games missed. And that's a good indication if you're going to play for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. They want available players who are going to be there, who are going to get to work early, leave late, and do everything almost perfect when they're in the building. They have a high, high standard of what they expect, even though some Raider fans think they're just throwing them around like they're a deck of cards and getting rid of guys and bringing guys in. The guys that they're bringing in, from the Patriot way, as you like to call it, are people that they watched work in their former building when they were winning Super Bowls and the Raiders weren't even close to the playoffs. That's what their eyes are on and their coaching staff and their scouts' eyes are on. But again, everybody just wants to look at, who are these guys? Are they my guys? Do I have a jersey with them? Do I got to sell my jersey of them? And I get it. It's been tough. If you like some of the older players that have been around here, no debate on that. Gangster Raider kicking us off from the Strat as we're here for March Madness. Go ahead. Thanks for calling.
0: What's up, JT? And um, I think um, the water move was a first major mistake of the new regime, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still waiting for the finished product to see, you know, how they, you know, make up for it. The, the other mistake I think they was was letting Stidham go. You know, I thought no matter what, I thought Stidham would be on the team no matter what. But, you know, otherwise I'm I'm pretty much, you know, not you know, not too upset or too up in arms. You know, I know what you know. I know what you mean by playing therapist. Because on Monday, I had to play therapist with um, Passionate Raider when um, when they signed Jimmy G, and so I had to talk him down. Like you know, calm down. Let's wait till the whole thing is over. But then yesterday, I was kind of feeling you know a little bit um, about the thing. But anyway, I'm coming to town this weekend, and um, I wanted to know: Do you know if the Circa got their sports book up? Because I heard they got. Um, Doing rain no, no,
1: no, no. Circus Sportsbook is uh, doing quite well. I'm working today for the Strat Sportsbook. I'll keep it at that. But uh, oh, okay. there are, pl- there are plenty. You. There are plenty of sportsbooks in town. There are no issues with floods and rains, and uh, the whole okay. city of Las Vegas will welcome you when you come in here. And as you know, it's a great wake- weekend to be here. Uh, we're still talking NFL, but March Madness dominates starting tomorrow, all mm-hmm. weekend here and and next weekend here in Vegas, where we're going to be And that's be where you're going to be at is the Strat. I'll be at the Strat today, and then I'll, we'll what have an announcement. Uh, no, I'll be, I'll be bopping around town, man. So you'll, you'll find out. We'll be in touch. I'll be all over the place. I've got my son in town. i got buddies in town. i got friends staying at my house. Uh, I kind of check out this week, and I lock in with my old school boys who are in town. But uh, okay. I'll be on Twitter, and I'll be everywhere, man. So have a good time when you're out here. And, look, you mentioned Waller. You know, I, I'm disappointed Waller isn't here. I thought I'd 100% healthy maybe reworking his contract cuz he hasn't played and starting him as a starter with Jimmy G the way Kittle and Jimmy G hooked up i really thought Waller would yeah, have been a too. would have been an impact guy here i'm not shocked yeah, he's gone too. i'm not shocked he's gone i'm not shocked he's gone but uh, i wish he would have stayed and that's just my opinion on it
0: all right well uh, i feel the same way yeah. i just hope they make up for it and when the big pitcher is over with we'll be like oh okay i see why they did that and it all makes sense that's that's -hmm. what i'm hoping that's my um big scheme but um if you go to the um the um raider bar tavern bar and grill this weekend let me know i'll try to hook up with you there
1: sounds good my friend thanks for calling in appreciate the support you give the show every day yeah this is one of those weekends where my wife looks at me and she says what are you doing this weekend who's in town Well, I go, well, one guy's in our guest room, one guy's up in our son's room. Uh, I bring my friends to my big events. I bring my friends to the Super Bowl when I can. I bring them to March Madness, and we'll be bopping all over town. But today, I'm here at the Strat, and they completely redid it. It will blow you away. Live entertainment in the Remix Lounge at the Strats, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday evening after the game. And how about this? The Strat is hosting a $50,000 bracket buster Blackjack Tournament on Saturday, March 18th. Guests may buy into the tournament for $100 beginning this Friday at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. People like to jump into these things, man. They come from the other side of town and go, I can win that. I can win 50 grand. I can win 28 grand. I can win 10. Come on out to the Strat and check out their Blackjack Tournament. Coming up next or soon, Warren Moon will join us. The Hall of Fame quarterback also scheduled to join us, Bill Williamson, uh, the longest tenured inside it for the Raiders and Bill's not happy Bill's got some criticism there he's got some criticism and I said we'll put you on the radio I'm not gonna keep anybody off the radio I'm not gonna keep anybody off the radio if you keep everything with respect and dignity but the Raider Nation wants to talk free agency and I'm here for you We're trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo sound bites on the national level, and you know, we got a few. And when you look back at that Jimmy Garoppolo season and what he was able to do, so I've always watched Jimmy Garoppolo, I've been doing this a long time. And to see Jimmy Garoppolo play in the Niners system, what he did that impressed me the most is he had a lot of good weapons. He had a much better team than the Raiders defensively, right? So the defense was good, so he had more opportunities, shorter fields, turnovers, you know, get the ball back. Here comes Jimmy G. But what I love about what Jimmy G does better than Derek, and there's things I like about Derek better than Jimmy G. When Derek steps up in the pocket and throws a bomb, oh, I'd put Derek at a nine and Jimmy G at a seven. But what Jimmy G does a lot better than Derek, I think, in this system, is he quickly sees the coverage, what Josh McDaniels wants, and he throws to the wide open player. Derek threw the ball a lot into coverage. Correct? We all agree with that. Derek threw the ball either 50-50 balls into coverage or Derek would just run out of bounds. What Jimmy does is Jimmy Garoppolo will find your running back 11 yards deep and toe-tap on the sideline when the running back catches it. Jimmy G will take a hit and find you know someone like Debo Samuel, who Devontae's better than him. better than Debo and Ayuk, and he'll give them an extra two seconds to make a bigger play. Jimmy is clearly better than Derek Carr at that level. The rest of it, they're both inferior runners. I like a running quarterback in the modern era. I like a running quarterback. But everything that Garoppolo does, and the other big thing I think he's really good at, and I'm going back with Rich Gannon on this, I will be off, and hopefully we'll get him on, is Rich was really good with the pump fake. Remember when Gannon played in Oakland and he'd give that pump fake with the shoulder, and then the whole field would shift, and he'd come back? Garoppolo's very good at that. Garoppolo will lead a safety with a pump fake to the other side of the field and wait for someone to get open. So there's some things that Garoppolo do that does better than Carr. There's a few things that Derek did better. So if you think it's a lateral move, I'll live with that. I'm okay. If Derek came back for one more year, I would have been fine with it. They didn't want him here. If Garoppolo's here for two years for a cheaper deal than Derek, I'm good. Go get your young quarterback or go get the next free agent quarterback after that. But how dare you in the Raider Nation think that you can't win with Jimmy Garoppolo After Carr didn't win a playoff game in nine years, and he's won four playoff games. How dare you say that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't this, that. He's done everything asked for from Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and Kyle Shanahan. Okay, those three people are pretty damn good when it comes to offense or overseeing a team. And they got a lot of track record more than me or the callers on hold. So Jimmy Garoppolo has a proven track record in this league. Is he injured? Absolutely. Let's keep him healthy. Let's give him all the joint cream he needs. Let's keep him propped up. Let's make sure we protect Jimmy G and the Raider Nation. And do me another favor if you want to. Why don't you welcome him to the Raider Nation? Why don't the immature babies who say, well, he played for the Niners. I hate the Niners. My dad hated the Niners. Why don't you grow up? And say, you know, he's our new quarterback. I'm not asking you to go buy his jersey. Why don't you welcome him on Twitter? Why don't you say welcome to Las Vegas and the Raider Nation? Can we get a little bit of that? Because those are the fans that, they don't have a voice. Those are the fans who are going to welcome him. The angry bunch, the pitchfork gang, is upset with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know what? They've never met him. They've never seen him. They've never talked to him. They've never got an autograph from him. They're just already, they have an impression of Jimmy Garoppolo. Have an impression with people when you meet them and you talk to them face-to-face and then judge them that way. 702-365-9200, the great Chris in West Oakland who loves March Madness. Chris, you were out here with me last year. How are you?
5: Oh, man, that's and i'm I'm actually on my way to Tahoe right now, j t. my favorite two days of the year, especially Thursday and Friday. But hey, real quick, let me let me hit on something you said about Jimmy G, and you know my phone call yesterday and everything. and we we go back a long way, and you know I'm not one of the angry pitchfork mobs. Welcome to the Raiders, Jimmy G. I think it's a downgrade. That doesn't mean I'm not rooting for him. That doesn't mean we shouldn't give him our full support as Raider fans. I believe I have the right to be frustrated and impatient with the way this team's been the last so many years. But, again, I'm not one of these people. I've heard people say, JT, oh, he was a niner. I don't want him to do good. I, that's ridiculous. I hope Jimmy G goes 15-2 and next year, wins a Super Bowl, and I can come in here with my tail between my legs and say, JT, I was wrong about everything. I don't think that's going to happen, but yes, he's got my full support. He's now my quarterback, and hey, welcome to the silver and black, Jimmy G. Go prove us all wrong because come game day, you will have everybody's support. Now, let's hit March Madness, JT. As I said, favorite two days of the year. In fact, next year, one of these years, I might just make my way up to to Vegas because that's on my bucket list. I'd like to check out the Strat. I'd really like to hit the Westgate, but real quick on the March Madness issue, I haven't had a chance to, to to make a call. I... I think you're going to see, and I don't predict this very often, my prediction for it is going to be a repeat champion. I think Kansas is going to get it done. I, real quick predictions, I think your first number one seed going out will be Purdue. The Big Ten's the most overrated conference in the country. Even the great John and Fraser will agree with that. Every year they get eight or nine teams. Every single year the Big Ten's teams are all gone except for maybe one by the end of the first weekend. I, they haven't won a title since 2000, yet the committee keeps giving them all these teams every year. So I'm going Kansas. If there's a dark horse and if a team that can stay healthy, I like the UCLA Bruins. Still nobody won as many titles as the guys in Westwood. They're a team that returned a lot of starters, West Campbell. And if they get Clark back, this is a team that can beat Kansas. in uh, I, I'm not sure if that game would even be in Vegas um, JT, But UCLA will be right there Also, don't sleep on Gonzaga This isn't the usual number one seed Gonzaga But they've still got Drew, Timmy, Struther. They've got four NBA players on it So that's my quick call, my friend I'll give you a call tomorrow Between noon and 1, half liquored up Like I do every year from the sports book at Harvey's March Madness is here, my friend I'll talk to you later Thank
1: you, Chris, I appreciate it I have UCLA getting to the Final Four I have them beating Kansas My bracket is up and I have Houston I have Houston with the game, the national championship being played in Houston. I have Houston winning the national championship. Uh, I went by what I usually do. I disagree with Chris on Purdue. I come from a Purdue family with my wife. I think Purdue has been battle-tested this year, and they're really good. Uh, Purdue will be tested hard. Uh, especially in that conference in the east there, but I think they're strong enough to come out. Uh, my bracket will be posted after the show here. We have a regional in Vegas, which is going to be unbelievable to have a regional out west here where we can see Kansas and UCLA. Man, I don't know. I, uh, I'll be looking for the JT hookup for, to get in that building, credential or not. I'm hoping we'll see it. We're going to have an unbelievable weekend. My nephew's in town next weekend for his bachelor party. My son's coming home from college for it. Can't wait. This weekend's great because there's more games. Next weekend, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and uh, Vegas just picks up steam and keeps on rocking. Bill Williamson will join us here in a few minutes. Stick around for that. He's very detailed on what the Raiders have done so far in free agency. Bill Williamson next. Alex in Fontana, California. Thanks for listening on the uh, Raiders mobile app.
2: Hey, JT. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on this Waller thing. Um hopefully you'll give me a second. I'll go as quick as I can. I, I want to touch on a couple of things. But um, Waller, Moreau, 58, 56 games played, 15, 12 touchdowns as Raiders, 11 and 12 yards per catch, 70 and 68 percent of targets caught. You know, they have very similar production. I understand Waller's a tremendous athlete and a dynamic player. Um, but, um, you know, Carr had nobody to throw to in those two years besides Waller, so he was going to be the focal point. Uh, kind of like Zach Miller back in the day had very mm-hmm. eerily similar numbers. Um so let's see what they can do. But my concern is you gotta keep Foster, or you better have a real answer for tight end if mm. you're gonna let Waller go. And the other last thing that I wanted to touch on though is that look, you know, Crosby was on a very popular podcast asking for help. He needs dogs. He said those were his words. Yep. And I wanna make sure that, you know, we give him the support he needs. I'd like to see this defense this drafty offensive line you know we got garoppolo i have a lot of confidence in garoppolo um but he needs protection uh, even rich gannon said that he doesn't have the same arm talent as Derek, but he's a trim, extremely accurate he's a winner he's not as mobile I would have loved to seen McGlinchey there. He protected him. In oh, McGlinchey,
1: was, McGlinchey was too much. He was $50 million guaranteed. $50 million oh. da- guaranteed uh, with his best years, I think, behind him, even though he's a very good player. But the money they get, I agree. I thought McGlinchey was a target until I saw the price. The price was insane for him. No, there's no way the Raiders were going to spend all of, their, all of their valuable free agent money fun. on one offensive lineman, no shot.
2: The last thing I just wanted to say is, hey, you know what, I'm kind of worried. Stidham ends up in Denver. Nobody knows McDaniel's offense better than Stidham over the Mm, last four years. He's been a student of it. He's going to, you know, have the opportunity to share as much as he can with Peyton, you know, an offensive Mm. genius in his own right. And um, I just really want to see them protect, um, you know, Garoppolo. Somebody said yesterday, oh, well, you know, Waller's availability, you know, and then he kind of countered back, hey, Garoppolo's availability. You know, they both have a little bit of injury Mm. history. More reason to make sure that we give him the protection. Offensive line's been a problem since last year with the Leatherwood and the revolving door of Illuminor and, and, and Munford and all the right tackles that we've had. You know, please let's, let's do something to keep Jimmy upright. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. forward to the best we can for the season and, and give McDaniel the chance to, to perform. Um, but, you know, also, if, and I think you've said as much yourself, if he does not perform, you know we we hope that you know at some point, yeah um, Mark Davis will have the courage to to make a move if necessary um, for the sake of, the, of of the Raider fan base.
1: Yeah Mark, I was with Mark all weekend. He got a, I was with Mark all weekend, okay, in a private setting, and Mark is so focused on what he has these guys wanting to do and what they're trying to do with their plan. And you know Mark, he's not involved where he's blowing stuff up, freaking out, and saying this. Mark hired these gentlemen to do their job and to get the team back on track to win consistently long-term. Now these gentlemen have to win consistently long-term. It's going to be based on this upcoming draft, a little bit of free agency, and hopefully these players developing quickly in a better scheme with better players understanding the scheme so they can win a lot more. We all know what's at stake here. Bill Williamson will join us. He's got a lot to say on where the Raiders are today. This will be an updated interview on the state of the Raiders coming up next.
2: There's a finality to the decision. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and, and we'll go down that road and be really excited about it.
1: That's Aaron Rodgers. Man, is he becoming bizarre. He's becoming more bizarre uh, by the moment. I was using this one. That's my bad. Sorry about that. Grabbed the wrong headset. That's a rookie radio remote guy there, my friend. Haven't done many of these in a while. Bill Williamson will join us here momentarily. Aaron Rodgers again. He went out and talked to Pat McAfee today. Pretty much said he's a Jet. He'll be a Jet going forward. And they're just trying to bang out the deal. So, Congratulations to the Jets, if there's Jet fans listening on Raider Nation Radio. We'll take your calls, too. It's just not Raiders. It's football. It's March Madness. Again, I'm trying to get people to explain and understand this is March Madness. We're here for basketball, too. If you got an opinion on that, give us a call at 702-365-9200 as we continue on. And uh, Bill Williamson in a second. We're uh, having a difficult time getting him. We'll get back to him in a minute. Also, Warren Moon is going to join us here in the Sportsbook Director over here at William Hill at the Strat as we continue on. So with Aaron Rodgers, when this happens now with Alan Lazard there, they had two of the best rookies on offense and defense next year with the Jets. Now we're going to see a team that's much better on paper in the AFC. All right, we got Bill, Bill Williamson, longtime Raiders insider. Bill, you've always been fair, and you get to the point quickly. So what's your fair criticism so far of the
4: Raiders and free agency? Wow, I mean, I—I I, I guess where's where's the depth uh, as far as the starting
6: depth? They, they, they've just done a few things. Um, there's a lot of holes, and they created another one with the uh, with the Waller trade yesterday. I mean, I know you know some people can say, "Hey, we look at you basically traded uh, a younger Jacoby Myers for an older Darren uh, mm-hmm. Waller, and you got third round pick, sure." But you also created another hole too. So there's just a lot of holes, and yeah, they have some cap room, and the they probably make some more cap room. But are you going to be able to fill it all? And I mean, look, it, we're deep into free agency. I know it starts in what nine minutes, but we're deep into this thing, and there's not a lot of impact defensive players. And I don't think you can say that they've added an impact defensive player.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have either. They haven't uh, added really high price. Flashy defensive players there. They had a linebacker and I think a starting safety and Epps, who was brought in from the NFC champs, not to be on the bench but to start here. But, you know, not a flashy, big, high-priced defensive tackle or a linebacker there. Bill, the thing I'm struggling with is if they don't want players here anymore, they evaluated them and saw them in rehab and lack of ability to play, and they want to move on from them, including the quarterback, Derek Carr, they got to move on from them. And other people are saying, well, who are you going to bring in next? Well, the first point is they are off the player and getting rid of the player they no longer want in the system. Now it's their job to get an equal or better player. Is that the struggle finding the replacements? Because I think Jimmy G is as good, if not better, than Derek Carr. We know that when we look at the win-loss record and some of the skill stats.
6: Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I would say Carr is better. I think maybe Jimmy G, and I'm not. I like Jimmy G. I also like that he's been on some really good teams. and His injuries worry me. But I don't think we're going to see a, a quarterback who's going to be, you know, he, he's capable. But I don't, But is he better than Carr? I don't know. That really doesn't matter right now. I think what matters on that one is that McDaniels is comfortable with him. McDaniels thinks it's going to work better, and we'll see. But Jimmy, the guy who has, if you look at his history, He's played one full season. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really stand tough in the pocket all the time. The Raiders have done nothing to this minute to help the offensive line. You know, that's that's concerning. So, I mean, there's so many ways you can answer all of these questions about this offseason so far. And it's, you know, I
1: think questionable is, I think everything has question marks. Bill Williamson joins us. Check out the site silverandblackpride.com. So if we use that, what you just said, everything's questionable, it's fluid, and the Raiders are looking hopefully maybe to get one more player in free agency. How do you think they've tipped their hand for the draft and what they have to do now? Because I'm not a big believer in getting a quarterback now at seven because they got Garoppolo for a pretty cheap price. There's 30 million in guarantees. So it could be a one-year deal at that price. It could be a two-year deal with that guaranteed. Probably not a three-year deal. Do you still go quarterback when you've got to rebuild this entire defense? What are you trending towards?
6: You know, I don't think it should. Look, after what happened with Carolina last week, there's a lot of people that think, and we'll see how things go mm-hmm. with it. all the quarterbacks' pro days coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But there's a belief that there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first four picks. Mm-hmm. First two, of course, number four to Colts, so that means Cardinals trade three. Last week before they signed Jimmy, a lot of people thought that's how the Raiders are going to have to get up there, right? I don't know if you'd do that. I don't know if you'd because the Cardinals are going to want a lot. So I don't know if you'd do that. Maybe now you've got the extra Waller picks, and now you have four picks in the first 100. Maybe use one, you know, 38 or 70. Uh, but, yeah, I think you go know defense, because this is considered a pretty strong defensive group. And going back to my original thought is that the quarterbacks are gone after mm-hmm. four, so that means the Raiders will get, at worst, the third best defensive player. And you know, there's a lot of really good talent. There's Will Anderson. There's Gonzalez from Oregon, who I'm sort sure of—that's kind of my gut right now at seven. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. They get mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez. they really. Expected to be shut down cornerback from Oregon. Right. Um, there's, uh, I think, Patrick uh, Wilson, I believe his name is from uh, Texas Tech, a pass rusher. And then Jalen Carter, a really interesting player from Georgia who had a bad pro day today on top of some serious legal uh, mm-hmm. questions. So who knows what happens there. But the point is, they should be able to get a really good defensive player at
1: seven, and that's kind of what I think is, is what's leaning at this point. Bill Williamson, silverandblackpride.com. Tell me about the linebacker from Pittsburgh, Robert Spillane, and what he does. What type of player he is. Why would the Raiders target him for that price point and what they expect from him? I, I know he could play special teams. I know he could be down as a linebacker for two-down territory. What did you know as you did some research on him and posted the column?
6: You know, started uh, five games last year. I think that's his most. Had 79 tackles, a career high. It's his fifth year. He came out of, uh, he's from Western Michigan, went to uh, Tennessee, spent the last four seasons in a really good defense in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, Had 12 tackles against the Raiders on Christmas Eve. Um, Good run guy, not good against the uh, pass, uh, in in coverage rather. And, you know, I think he was a reasonably priced player. guy that they going to be a starter at a reasonable price um if he a what i'm hearing is more just a guy than a guy on the you know on the ascension but if they think they can coach him up if they think they have the you know ability to to really shine in that defense why not at a decent price but i don't know if we can expect him to develop into a star
1: uh bill last one here as we're up against the top of the hour Jacoby Myers is a really good player. Raider fans have been mocking him for the pass he made to Chandler Jones in a loss, which was a huge loss for the Patriots and what they wanted to do to be a playoff team. But I think he has the opportunity to be really productive. We saw Nelson Aguilar be really productive one year for the Raiders, and we know what Devontae can do. What's the ceiling for Jacoby Myers with Devontae opposite him and Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback?
6: Yeah, I think Matt Hollins is more of the comparison than Aguilar because it was in mm. J- uh, Josh McDaniels' offense. Right, and, you know he had a career year last year. Um, McDaniels again, it goes back to Garoppolo. McDaniels is comfortable with Myers. He so I think he had eighty three catches with McDaniels in twenty twenty one. You know it, it goes back to Devonte. You know last year we're rocking all the projections and what, who which wall we're going to get. You know with Devontae in the offense. what what's Renfro going to get with Devontae in the offense? Of course those guys end up getting hurt in this big big chunks, but the point remains the same is you still got Adams, you still got the leading rushing the rushing king in, in Jacobs and and you know, we think we're going to see Renfro still there so you know his numbers Myers may go down a little bit, but I think what you do is he just a everybody has different skill sets and I think he's going to be a guy that find open a lot because when the other guys are doing their thing so i think myers is going to be a decent a decent raider and yeah it gives jimmy another weapon so it it should be and he seems to fit what jimmy does well you know intermediate routes and you know getting open out of the slot so i don't think it's at all
1: right got to run bill appreciate you talk to you in a couple of weeks thanks for your insight thank you so much thanks Bill Williamson, go check him out at silverandblackpride.com. He's not happy. He thinks that the Raiders could have done a lot more with depth and getting star players in free agency. That's why we put him on, because he's on with me throughout the year. Every two weeks, one of our insiders here, as our insider network continues to grow. Hour number two, live from the Strat, coming up next. Warren Moon will join us next hour on what's happening with Aaron Rodgers.